I trust you're going to enjoy your stay. Please. And now to business. You will be delighted to hear that we are on schedule. 200,000 units are ready with a million more well on the way. <laughs> That's good news. Please tell your master, Cypher DS, that his order will be met on time. I'm sorry, it's master... Jedi Master Cypher Diaz is still a leading member of the Jedi Council, is he not? Master Cypher Diaz was killed almost ten years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Did George know since episode two what Cifo Diaz was? I could give you my opinion. I, I, I don't know. I mean, as a storyteller myself, I could tell you that you evolve the story so much as you create other parts of the story. I think that it was something that he wanted to lock down more before he left. Star Wars fans, move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 304 of Blast Points. This is Jason. And this is Gabe. It's Attack of the Clones, year, month number three. And I can't believe it has taken us like six years and 300 something episodes. And we're only now finally talking about Siphodius on Blast Points. That's crazy to think of. The mystery of Siphodius. I want to say years ago when we did the Order 66 episode, did we maybe talk about Siphodius a little bit? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Somebody tell us because we're not going back. But I bet if we did, I'd have to imagine we'd be like, I don't even understand what was going on. <laughs> no, I think that's about what we said. And the fact that I think since we've done that episode, there's new Siphodius information. It's good that we waited because it wasn't Siphodius time yet. He hadn't ripened yet in, into the world. We weren't mentally, physically, spiritually prepared to discuss 
Sifo-Dyas. Because I, up until maybe about a couple years ago, had been permanently confused about Sifo-Dyas for about 15, 16, 17 years. The original Ochi of Bestoon, Sifo-Dyas. It was all, it was getting us ready for unanswered questions, mysteries. The Jedi Master of Mystery himself. So, Gabe, let's, here in the beginning, let's take it all the way back to May of 2002. You're sitting in the theater, and we got the scene on Kamino with Obi-Wan. They're talking about Jedi Master sifo What were you thinking? Were you just like, oh, this is just some guy, some Jedi named sifo Did you think it was actually somebody else? Did you think there was some greater plot at work here? What was going on? I think it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not really sure what's going on, but it'll make sense later. And I just kind of rolled with it. And that kept happening each time I watched the movie. (laughs) I think I just assumed, yeah, it was some mystery person and we would find out more about them in the third movie. And I don't know early on if I had made the Dooku or Sidious connection. I think he was just some guy for me for a long time. I feel like every time I saw it, I was like, oh, they're talking about Sidious. Because I, it was around the same time, too, as the Lord of the Rings movies were coming out. And there was Sauron and Sauron. And I always remember thinking, like, that's crazy. Sauron and Sauron. And I'm like, it's, maybe it's the same kind of thing. Sifo-Dyas-Sidious. And I remember going on, like, Force.net message boards afterwards. And it was the hottest topic. And there were people making really like PowerPoint diagrams and pie charts and graphs about how it actually was like Sidious ordered the clone army and it makes the most sense. But then it's like you watch the movie and Obi-Wan says that Master sifo was killed about 10 years ago. And it's like, oh, well, it was a real person because Obi-Wan knows he was killed. But then I always remember thinking like, well, 10 years ago, that was the Phantom Menace. So what's going on? I always thought somehow, in some convoluted way, they were talking about Darth Sidious. It does sound that way. Especially coming from the, the Kaminoans who are, you know, they're giant alien fish people. Maybe that's how they pronounce Sidious. But like the Sauron, Sauron thing... The similarity just added to the to the mystery or the confusion, however you want to look at it. And as we dig deeper, we're going to find out that it's even crazier than we thought because you weren't that far off. Yeah, it's way more insane than anyone could have imagined. And then years and years and years later, Clone Wars tried to kind of make sense of it, and they pretty much did – I don't even think they pretty much did. They did. And the Dooku audio drama that came out added so much more. The mystery of Sifo-Dyas is and was always something that has been endlessly fascinating. In a movie that was supposed to be kind of a mystery movie, it is the deepest, darkest of the mysteries that is kind of still being answered today. Like they're still kind of filling in sifo stories. Which is kind of wild when you think about how long the sifo thing has been going on. And the fact that there was a very simple explanation that was changed to potentially the most complicated explanation of something in Star Wars. 
and possibly changed for the most ridiculous reason. But before we get all of that, we, we got to talk about the history of the Sifo-Dyas thing. I think us and so many others, when the novelization of Attack of the Clones came out, we all were digging into those parts, being like, oh, give us more Sifo-Dyas content. That, it'll be in the novel, probably. And the novel's just, nope, it's exactly like the script. Oh, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas was killed 10 years ago. Oh, sorry to hear that. But then I think when the Attack of the Clones DVD came out and it had the George Lucas commentary and that wild man George Lucas made the bold promise that everybody hold on because we're going to get to that in the next one. Someone in the Jedi Order has been hiding this whole system from the Jedi archives. It does come out uh, eventually in the next movie um, exactly what's behind all this. But I wanted to have it there in this movie, but not so strongly that you asked a lot of questions about who is the one that uh, erased the tapes and who started the army and how all that works, because it's something that unfortunately uh, doesn't get revealed until the third film. Yeah, and that was like, okay, pause the DVD. I probably called you on the phone, or you called me on the phone. I think I'm pretty sure I did, but Gabe, have you checked out the commentary yet? So if is going to be in the next one, it's going to be explained. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we wrote it in our little, our little uh, date, date planners. Okay, in three years, I'm going to find out about sifo Then Revenge of the Sith comes out. Nothing. After the, the shock and the, everything that is Revenge of the Sith kind of was done, I think it was like hours later, I was like, oh, wait, they never explained who sifo was. <laughs> Yeah, because, well, I think it's we were already in shock from Dooku being gone so quickly that we weren't able to think, wait, if Dooku and sifo were were related in some way or intertwined in some way, well, that, that's gone now. We're not going to find out about that. Yeah, and, th- and then we languished in the dark, probably believing that the riddle of sifo will never be answered for years and years and years. It was that, and... Why didn't Qui-Gon show up as a ghost were like the two mysteries of the prequels that were never to be answered. As much as I loved Revenge of the Sith, those were the two things where I was, maybe that was holding me back. And that's why I always said the Clone Wars made me love Revenge of the Sith even more. Because I was like, oh, it's okay. They just waited. They waited a little bit to do it. Because, yeah, then in 2014, when the Clone Wars Season 6 aired on Netflix... Finally, we kind of got Revenge of the Sith Part 2, which is weird because it's actually a prequel to Revenge of the Sith, where we learned a lot more about the deal with sifo Yeah, We got the ghost Qui-Gon, at least his voice. We got an explanation for that. But yeah, as we're going to get into in this episode, what we're trying to figure out, does the mystery of sifo still make any sense? And is it supposed to make any sense? I'm going to make a bold statement here where as much as we think we we know about sifo and as much as we're going to talk about the riddle of sifo and unwind that riddle, the true meaning behind the sifo mystery forever has to stay shrouded. It's an unsolvable mystery. That just gets pushed farther and farther into the back of your mind. 
so you stop dwelling on it. One interesting thing that you have to accept, which I had not really considered just watching the movies, is that Sidious has both Dooku and Maul as Padawan learner to him at the same time. Because Dooku, in order to put the things in motion that he does, has to be doing them around the time of Phantom Menace. So he is operatively working somewhat knowingly for Sidious under corruption while Maul is still there. So I would have this whiteboard and I'd draw it all up in the episodic direction. I would all get an editorial and would look at it. Then I'd call you and Pablo, and I'm like, you got to come up here. We've got some problems. There's some timeline problems. We kept trying to figure it out. And if I really wanted to go on a wing, I'd call Whitware. But then I don't have that much time in a day. It's like a two-hour <laughs> legacy session about, you know, some obscure RPG novel that came out in 1980 that was talking about these things before they ever occurred. Here we go. Let's talk about where the mystery of Cyphidius began. Let's talk about the scripts. George Lucas's original script drafts for Attack of the Clones. This is where things start getting really interesting because let's let's jump to the Camino scene. Gaben, what a script draft that's dated from the year two thousand, right? Yeah, there's a PDF online of a scan of it looks like a typed up script which makes it look more legit <laughs> because it's typed on a typewriter. But it seems to be the real deal from July 4th, 2000. And Sifo-Dyas is referred to as Sidodius with a D, not an F. Or is it Sidodius? We don't know. You call it Nabu, don't you? Nabu. 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 Well, and I guess it depends on how closely you want to infer that Sidodius or Sidodius is Sidious. And it does seem like this initial name is supposed to imply somehow that it is potentially Darth Sidious. So when Obi-Wan is explaining what he's found to Yoda and Mace... Obi-Wan says, I've never heard of a Jedi called Sidodius. Have you, Master? And Mace Windu replies, no, whoever placed that order was not a Jedi, I can assure you. After Obi-Wan leaves, Mace, talking to Yoda, says a clone army ordered by someone in the Senate, perhaps. Someone's out to start a war. Yoda says, inform the Chancellor of this, we must. And Mace replies, who do you think this imposter Sidodius could be? Which that is pretty much laying it out there. That Darth Sidious is Sidodius. No questions asked. That's what it is. Unless you're someone who couldn't tell that Chancellor Palpatine was Darth Sidious, you could probably figure out that Sidodius or Sidodius is possibly Darth Sidious, who the Nemodians called Lord, Lord Sidious in Phantom Menace. Right, but the Jedi do not know that name. The Jedi, like Yoda, doesn't hear the name Sidious until that that end of the Yoda arc in season six of Clone Wars. Well, and if this was the case too, it makes Dooku's speech to Obi Wan different too, because when Obi when Dooku says there's a Sith Lord named Darth Sidious, Obi Wan 
would potentially recognize that name from the Kaminoans. And say that, yeah, that the Sith Lord ordered the clone army. What if I told you that the Republic was now under the control of the Dark Lord of the Sith? No, that's not possible. The Jedi would be aware of it. The dark side of the Force has clouded their vision, my friend. Hundreds of senators are now under the influence of a Sith Lord called Darth Sidious. I don't believe you. The Viceroy of the Trade Federation was once in league with this Darth Sidious. But he was betrayed ten years ago by the Dark Lord. He came to me for help. He told me everything. Maybe that's why it wasn't used, because that what then kind of brings us to another script draft, probably around the same time, where Obi-Wan, yeah, he's on Kamino, and... Lama Su says, please tell your master, Saido Dias, that we have every confidence his order will be met on time and in full. And then the Lama Su says, he is well, I hope. And Obi-Wan then is, I'm sorry, master, where Lama Su says, and this is where things take a turn for the bizarre. Lama Su, who just referred to him as Saido Dias, now says, Jedi Master Sifo Dias. He's a leading member of the Jedi Council, is he not? And then Obi-Wan says, oh, yes, Sido Dias. So the whole rest of then this version of the script, it's still Sido Dias. So what was up with that one time that it's called in this version of the script Sifo Dias? Well, if you look at the computer keyboard or the keyboard of letters on your phone or anything, the D and the F are right next to each other. So potentially a mistype introduced a whole new Star Wars name that apparently George Lucas liked better because in the final version of the script, he's now always referred to as sifo not Cytodius Sidodius. It was a typo. It probably was a typo. Yeah, what that George Lucas was like, Oh, that's kind of good. It's a little weirder. Well, and it does make you wonder if there was, at the same time of this potential typo, a desire to make it not as obvious that it was Darth Sidious, maybe because of the the Dooku confession scene, because the clones are supposed to be the heroes and the good guys at the end of the movie, and maybe that made you distrust them too soon. Because it does kind of, as much as it, it makes a whole lot more sense. It's very simple. It's like barely hiding who it is and taking advantage of the fact that, like you said, the Jedi don't know who Sidious is, but the audience does from Phantom Menace. But yeah, maybe it's, you know, they didn't want to play that hand so soon and, and have you distrust the clones and the Jedi knowing what's going on that soon. And who knows, maybe this is back when, like we discovered in the, Sounds a Star Wars book when Order 66 was going to happen at the end of Attack of the Clones. Which, in, yeah, in the Sound of Star Wars book, there's a photo caption where Ben Burt was filming footage of Order 66, yeah, happening at Geonosis. Maybe there is footage out there somewhere in the Lucasfilm vaults of them saying all the lines with Sido Dias. And maybe he was like, well, let's do it both ways. I'll figure out what I want later. That could, I, I listen, I would not be surprised. And yeah, because at that point you could, the whole story could be 
have been accelerated, but by the end of Attack of the Clones, you know, the Jedi find out who Sidious is and things that don't happen until later in Revenge of the Sith maybe happened much earlier. But what's fun because of that and because the name that stuck is so close to Sidodius, Sidodius, when you hear Sifodius, much like Soruman in Sauron, you think there's a connection. And I mean, I guess like in Lord of the Rings, there kind of is a connection, but not really because they're like totally different people. It just added to the the confusion or mystery, however you want to view it, of Sidodius, Sifodius, Sifodius, Sidodius. And what's crazy is too with this whole Sidodius thing, when we were talking about planning on doing this episode, we all were just like, oh yeah, we got to talk about the Sidodius stuff. But before we started digging around looking for old script drafts on the internet, we could not find any information on how we had learned about the Sidodius stuff. That is just all part of the Sifodius mystery. Right, because somehow at some point in the last 20 years at this point, we knew that there was an early version where he was called Sidodius, and whether it was an article that talked about the early scripts, whether it was on a forum post somewhere. Yeah, we can't remember <laughs> where we heard it, but it had just been like common knowledge for as long as we can remember that, that yeah, it was Cytodias at one point. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way with the scripts and the typo and the birth of the mystery of Cytodias, here we go. Let's play America's favorite family game show. What the hell is up with Cytodias? <laughs> Some families, you know, they're at the dinner table. Hey, tell me how your day went. And they go around the table. Or maybe it's a holiday and you're like, tell me what you're thankful for. Tell me, what does this holiday mean to you? And other people, they go around the table and they ask, what the hell is up with Sifodias? Here's the rules of what the hell is up with Sifodias. Can we figure it out? That's it. That's all. That's all. That's the only rules. And once you figure it out, does it still make sense? It's the thing. I don't think it will. It's the mysteries of the Force. So the Sifodius story from Legends, not super-duper interesting. He was friends with Dooku. He had direct dealings with Sidious. The real interesting thing with Sifodius and Legends is that Dooku later transferred his blood to General Grievous to try and make General Grievous Force-sensitive. It's gross. But the real hot Sifodius stuff comes from mostly Dooku Jedi Lost by Kevin Scott, where this audio drama went all into Sifodius. Finally, it was fascinating. We learned he was the son of a fisherman from the planet Manashi. He was trained as a Jedi. He was a good friend to Count Dooku. He gets obsessed with a Jedi who was kicked out of the Order and he finds, like, in the bottom of a Jedi temple, the Jedi collection of the the Bogan, the dark side relics, right? And then him and Dooku, like, break into it. Him and his master, Lean Costana, go out. They look for Sith relics. And she discovers that Sifo has the power of foresight. And he maybe, maybe can see the future. 
Jedi Council, of course, like doesn't take this seriously. And there's like this crazy Jedi rehab prison castle thing that Lean Costana does not want Sifo-Dyas to go to. So she like tries to keep like his visions of the future on the down low. So then Sifo and Dooku together see a vision of like this great battle coming up and a vision where the Jedi take over the, the Republic by force. He's on the Jedi Council this time. He warns the Council about the visions he had. Of course, again, they don't take him seriously. They remove him from the Council. This is all like right before Phantom Menace. Makes total sense when you think about it. So then, yes, sifo goes to Kamino and places the order for the clones. Or so we think. And then he is sent on a mission to Felucia from Chancellor Valorum to deal with the Pikes. But Dooku actually tells the Pikes to murder him. And then Dooku and Sidious take control of the clones. And then what? Flash forward to Clone Wars Season 6, Episode 10, The Lost Ones, right? Yeah, that's where... I mean, and in, in technically the Clone Wars episode came out before the Dooku audiobook. So that would have been our other than the the legend story with Grievous's blood, kind of our first pieces of the sifo puzzle. Yeah, that was, that was the first time we had heard the name sifo since 2002. But the great thing, of course, is that the Clone Wars episode fits right in with what Kevin Scott did in Jedi Lost. Because, yeah, what, it starts out where there's like a distress signal on some wasteland moon, right? And Plo Koon goes to investigate... Yeah, it's it's one of those episodes that even if it didn't have Sifo-Dyas secrets, it's a real wild, crazy season six Clone Wars. Plo Koon's on a moon covered in dust, finding the wreckage of a Jedi spaceship. They find Sifo-Dyas's lightsaber. It's got lots of hologram Obi-Wan and Anakin talking to real Yoda. And Yoda's got to talk to... Our old friend Chancellor Valorum, who's in his like retirement house on Coruscant with his cool blue royal guards who are still defending him. And he tells Yoda that he sent sifo on a secret mission because it involved the underworld and the pikes. And this is fun to revisit because they're, they're pikes who are actively smoking spice. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing talking to me. <laughs> yeah. I love that Yoda is like, okay, well, we're going to figure out what happened to sifo here. But all the files on sifo are locked by the order of the Chancellor's office. And there's a great scene in The Lost Ones where Yoda goes to talk to Palpatine. Master sifo Forgive me, I'm afraid I am not familiar with that name. Died some time ago. He did. On Felucia. Investigating his death we are, and yet sealed by the Chancellor's office. Some of his files were. And what is the nature of your investigation? A Jedi matter it is, Chancellor. Add to your troubles. I would not. That is very considerate, Master Yoda. May I at least ask when Master... Uh, sifo Dias. Mm, yes, Master sifo Dias. May I ask when he was killed? Over ten years ago, it was. Well, that explains it. 
I'm afraid this was before my time. Ten years ago, I was a humble senator serving the planet Naboo. Only my predecessor, Chancellor Valorum, would have the answers you seek. I suggest you speak with him. Very well. Thank you, Chancellor. Yoda, you're asking the wrong guy who's actually the right guy, but be careful. He's on to you. Yeah, then Valorum is like, oh yeah, I sent my assistant and Kenobi and Anakin are on Felucia, and they say there was people on Felucia say there was another Jedi with Sifdias. So what Anakin and Obi-Wan go to visit the Pikes to find Valorum's assistant named Silman. And this is all just more layers of crazy and complication. It's just an excuse to have a crazy old man who's friends with bugs. He's in like this pike prison and these little bug aliens are like his babies. And he's what's saying it was not the pikes who killed Sifo-Dyas. Says it was someone powerful who wanted to be Sifo-Dyas. Who was responsible? Someone powerful. Someone who, who wanted to be Sifo-Dyas. So then Dooku shows up out of nowhere, kills Silman. And what this episode then pretty much tells you that it wasn't actually sifo that ordered the clone army. It was Count Dooku. And Count Dooku went to Kamino and said he was sifo And what's interesting with that is now that we're talking about it, I feel like after Revenge of the Sith, that is what I thought happened. And I don't know if that was implied by something or someone, or if it just, that was the only thing that made sense, is that somehow Dooku was sifo Did you think that after Revenge of the Sith? Not once. But I do remember thinking that there was a big piece of the story puzzle that we were missing, because it was like, well, okay, what? Dooku left the Jedi Order right around all this time, and the Cone Army was ordered around this time, and the Sith rising when they did. Like, what are we, what's the information here that we're not getting? Because all, like, everything lined up to, like, the Phantom Menace was, like, crucial point in the story of the rise of the Sith. And the army was ordered and all these things were happening. But it's like, but why? And who? And what's going on? Because you got to think that Dooku was around during the time of the Phantom Menace, knew what was going on. And I love to at the end of The Lost Ones where they're sitting in the Jedi Council and it's dawning on them that a Sith created the army of the Republic. And they, they pretty much at that moment realize that the Clone Wars is, was a lie and they were set up. Hmm. Our enemy created an army for us. If this was known, public confidence in the war effort, the Jedi and the Republic would vanish. There would be mass chaos. Cover up this discovery. We must. No one not even the Chancellor, may know. Valiant men the clones have proven to be. Save my life and yours. They have many times. Believe in them. We must. Win the war swiftly. We must. Before our enemy's designs reach completion, 
whatever they may be. Are you sure we are taking the right path? Hmm. The right path? No. The only path? Yes. Designed by the Dark Lord of the Sith, this web is. For now, play his game. We must. That's the conclusion you get to once you find out kind of who Sifo-Dyas really is. And that's kind of what we were saying. If if it would have stayed Sidodius, that the story would have went there much faster than it ultimately did by not making the connection as obvious in Attack of the Clones. Because now, yeah, the Jedi know that something's up with the clones. And during the the fight with the Pikes is when... Obi-Wan finally makes the connection of who Lord Tyrannus, who Tyrannus is, that it's Dooku. So that piece of the puzzle is kind of falling into place as well. Now, what's really crazy, though, is that the next episode of the Clone Wars voices, it's still a continuation of what happened in The Lost Ones. But the Sifo-Dyas mystery is kind of wrapped up, or so it seems, because... The beginning of the episode starts out where Yoda is reaching out to the Force for answers about what they've just discovered about the Clone War. And who does he hear? Qui-Gon Jinn. So Yoda heads to Dagobah, and Qui-Gon tells him one of the most incredible Star Wars moments ever, that he has to learn to keep his identity after death to save the future of the Jedi. This leads him to the Force priestesses, the wills, the birthplace of the midichlorians, all these incredible episodes with Yoda's journey where he has to address his fear. And then in season six, episode 13, Sacrifice, Yoda sees a vision of sifo Help me. Please. Please free me. sifo Alive you are. Help me, please. Yoda. I have been imprisoned for so long. Know who did this to you? (laughs) What if I could tell you who the Sith Lord is? Free me, and I will reveal it. No! He knows how to achieve what you seek. Captivated by the physical realm, the Sith are. What else is there? Free me, and together we can know who the Sith Lord is. Gain the power you deserve, and save the future. No. You must free me! Nothing to show me, the Sith have. We shall see. If the ghost of sifo would have came to us in like 2003, 2004 and said, I'll tell you who sifo is, I would have probably gave in. (laughs) (laughs) Sign me up. As amazing as these episodes are, as incredible as these episodes are, like the best of Star Wars, it's something the more you think about it, the deeper and deeper it gets. Because now let's backtrack. That Sifo and Dooku shared a force premonition a vision of the future where they saw revenge of the sith basically 
We learn that then Dooku framed, set up his friend Sypho as like a patsy, the perfect fall guy for the crime. No one would doubt it because he had the visions. He saw this. He ordered the army. No one would question that Sypho Dias was the one that did this and kill him before he says anything. It's all very Lee Harvey Oswald. But then going right after that episode in Clone Wars to the Force Priestesses, the Wills, whatever you want to believe that they are, You've got to just ask the question of of all the things that Sifo and Dooku could have seen together, why did the Force show them this? The Clone Wars and the fall of the Jedi. So in the end, you, you could come to the conclusion maybe that it wasn't sifo that ordered the Clone Army. It wasn't Dooku that ordered the Clone Army. It was the Force that planted the seed in their heads. That war is coming. Well, an interesting way you could look at it, too, is if sifo had actually got to do what he wanted and ordered the clone army earlier, would he have been able to get a clone army that didn't have the chips and wasn't a trick to ultimately kill the Jedi, as opposed to Dooku impersonating sifo and ordering a clone army as a trap because it's in one way, it's almost, it could have been his vision giving sifo a way to stop the Sith. But then that good plan was corrupted by Sidious and Dooku to become their evil plan. Well, it's like all things with the force. It could go either way and the will of the force will dictate the path it takes that yeah, it's the, the greatest sin of the Star Wars saga, Order 66. We're still getting stories. I mean, the Bad Batch and so many episodes of Clone Wars where, yeah, that's the thing, that Order 66 is the most heartbreaking moment in Star Wars in Season 7, where it was especially heartbreaking for the clones. And that was the thing in Bad Batch, too, where the clones were good people. And they were corrupted by the dark side and this this mission to destroy the Jedi. And everything worked out the way maybe it should because the Force needed to be put back in balance. But was it the Force kind of letting the dark side rise? Because when Yoda is with the Force priestesses, the Wills, they're already talking about that Yoda has to learn the great gift. So they already know what's coming. Why are you here? Told I was to learn from you. That showed me you could. How to manifest my life after death. Ah, it's impossible. He will fail the great gift. He will disappoint us. He will disappoint himself. Oh, no. No, I do not see that. His destiny is already set. It is not for us to decide. But why him? He is to teach one that will save the universe from great imbalance. For this, the great gift will be his. Well, and I think that's where you can interpret it, where it's like it was always going to happen the way it was going to happen because it needed to happen that way. Or you can interpret it where things are happening and Sidious with him always thinking that... uh, he knows what's going to happen. He's always planning ahead that somehow his plans are counteracting 
the other plans and they're all everyone's the goods reacting to the bad, which is reacting to the good and that it ultimately works itself out. But that, you know, like with Sifo-Dyas, it was potentially a good plan that was corrupted into now a bad plan. And then now the reaction to that is Yoda and Obi-Wan are going to ultimately just going to have to play the waiting game and beat the Sith at their own game. And now it's their turn. It's the light side's turn to wait in the shadows until they can uh, turn things around. It's like we were saying in our Kenobi teaser episode that the key to hunting Jedi is patience. And meanwhile, the remaining Jedi are being the most patient of anyone. The key to saving the Jedi is patience. And really the key to everything is patience, I think, is what they're trying to teach us. (laughs) You can't eat the green bananas as soon as you bring them home from the store. You just can't do it. you got to be patient. you got to let it get ripe. So the mystery of Sifo-Dyas, though, it's... It's as much as it was explained, as much as it was laid out, as much as you can say the Clone Wars tell you it is Count Dooku. Its roots begin in a typo of George Lucas sitting up in his room. Oh, I've got some ideas. But its ending rests in the mysteries of the Force. Well, and much like the Force itself, what was initially maybe a short straight line from one character to another, which ultimately turned into a much longer, more zigzaggy line from one character to another. The story ultimately ended up in the same place. It just took longer and a few detours to get there. Okay, before we get to the end of the episode, we got a couple of little things we wanted to take care of. First, our good friend Ian, inspired by the Kenobi teaser from a few weeks ago, created an original little piece of music. Yeah, Kenobi fever is real. It's contagious. It's infectious. What did Ian say? He's got a case of Kenobi-itis. I know I do. I've been putting a Ziploc baggie of ice on my forehead every day because I just start thinking about Kenobi and I just start sweating and getting hot and I feel get dizzy. And I feel like I'm going to pass out. Yeah. Every time I, I watch TV, I put a mask over my eyes so that I don't see anything Kenobi and get infected with Kenobiitis. Let's try and take some medicine for this Kenobi-itis, and let's, uh, let's all listen to Ian's incredible song. A young Jedi named Darth Vader, who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. Don't say that, Master. You're the closest thing I have to a father. I can feel his presence so close, so close. Kenobi! 
Gabe, are you dancing? Is it true? Uh, I'm wiggling and jiggling. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's just a taste <laughs> of things to come, of the Kenobi-itis, of Kenobi fever, Kenobi season. Because until at least the end of May, there is no cure. We're going to be going crazy. Things are getting crazy. I'm almost like just looking forward to April because it's not going to be May because May is going to be like a big countdown clock to like celebration Kenobi when things go completely haywire. And we're going to get the first episode and we're going to feel a little bit better for about 20 minutes. And then we're, then the fear is going to be back and it's going to be, and it's going to be twice as strong because we're going to be at celebration. (laughs) We're going to get up in the morning and watch the first episode of Kenobi and then be like, Oh my God, I gotta go get on a plane and fly to Anaheim and go head first in celebration. But yeah, Blast Points listeners, we're going to have wall-to-wall Kenobi coverage for you. Wall-to-wall celebration coverage. Kenobi-itis is not going anywhere. And thank you so much, Ian, for that song. figures give you the power of the Jedi. Jango Fett in his Slave One launches a sneak attack. Your Jedi starfighter blasts from flight to fight mode and fires, but Jango escapes. As Obi-Wan Kenobi use force-flipping action to leap into battle, but Darth Tyrannus is no pushover. Jango Fett takes out Mace Windu. You can use the force to summon a lightsaber into Obi-Wan's hand. Missile deflected. When the massive Reek charges in with its stomping attack, Anakin strikes back with dual lightsabers. With Star Wars Episode Two action figures, the Force is in your hands. A galaxy of beasts, vehicles, and action figures each sold separately. Episode 2 is the must-see film of the summer. Now, relive the excitement. Hold on! Relive the adventure. Relive the fun. All over again. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. You know the deal with Apple Podcast Reviews. You know, if you're listening to this on some sort of Apple thing, we would love it if you would go over there and write us a little review, say something nice about the show. It helps out the show. It helps us move up those bizarre Apple Podcast charts, helps more people find Blast Points when they're searching Star Wars podcasts, and most of all, brings warm feelings to our hearts. We love your reviews. 
And make sure you check out our website, blastpointspodcast.com. And you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you are in our Super Chill group. It is the place to be. And like we said, yeah, once we get into the end of May and celebration, it's going to be wall-to-wall celebration coverage on all the social media action going on. If you want to support the show in a different way, we've got the Blast Points Army on Patreon. We're finally, I think we've been saying it for the last 74 episodes, but finally, I think in the very near future, the big Blast Points listener Q&A episode is coming on there with some amazing questions sent in by the fine folks on the Blast Points Army. And a huge thank you to all the members of the Blast Points Army. Yeah, thank you everyone on the Patreon. And again, yeah, there's going to be a lot coming on the Patreon uh, at Celebration as well. So we got big plans, folks. Big, big plans. It's scary and it's terrifying and it's awesome. And we cannot wait. Yeah, the next few months here at Blast Points are going to be very busy and very action packed. We're going to be so tired. Exhausted. It's going to be at least one episode. Just, uh, I don't even know, Gabriel. You won't even be able to tell us apart because we're we'll just be crackly, sleepy voice. It'll be snore points. <laughs> yeah. Maybe somewhere we can decode our snores, and we're talking about Kenobi. The secrets of Sifo-Dyas are hidden in snoring. <laughs> Maybe George Lucas fell asleep when he was typing, and that's how <laughs> he hit the the F instead of the D. Whoops. Oh, it's the end of the day. He hadn't he hadn't got that second Coca Cola yet. Didn't have the energy. Just drifted off. I don't even know what I'm typing anymore. People doesn't make a lick of sense. So, all right, everyone, that about wraps up number three hundred and four here. The mystery of Saifidius. No new episode next week. It's spring break. We're doing stuff. We're out there living. We're getting crazy. But when we come back on. April 5th, we'll be going nonstop, like we said, all the way through April and highway to the danger zone in May. Big, big stuff coming. So take it next week to, as we always say, say goodbye to our families. Right. Because they're not going to see us in May. No. Nope. (laughs) Done for. Or June, really. Well, and if there's Bad Batch, maybe not July. And then we'll go right into Andor and then it's done. Mandalorian season three and it's done for. See you later. So we're taking next week off. So we'll be back early April. So until then, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.